Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Gloria TP5. And you can also call me Gloria Pickersgill, all right? For those who know me, now you know me, baby. All right, so here we go. This is Resurrected for a Reason, and I'm going to continue from my first episode. Being different is a good thing, all right? Because you know it's a good thing, baby. There's nobody like you, all right? Let's get on with it. So let me talk about my personal experiences in high school. Now, we all know in high school, first year, what were we doing? Trying to fit in with different groups, different clubs. Wanted to be the most popular girl in school or the most popular boy. Trying to be on the basketball team, football team, volleyball team. Trying to be a cheerleader. All that stuff. And then we also have those who actually want to be in the books and do what they're supposed to be doing. Learning. Right? Learning. So we don't get held back another year. So my experience is, you know, I fell into that trap and I worried about what people thought of me, who were my friends, how popular I was. Then it hit me like a ton of bricks and I realized that people were my friends only to use me to get popular because of what I was. People saw me as, oh, you're so-and-so's sister or you're so-and-so's cousin. Oh my gosh, can you give him my number, this and that? I'm like, yo, really? Can I get a hello first, you know? And then after a while, I knew who were my real friends. And I don't have to give in to pressure. I learned that at a very early age. Many of us fall or fell into the trap of being accepted and I realized at a young age that peer pressure can and will destroy you it will kill you it will eliminate you it will crush you believe me not only through movies I've seen it but through personal experiences and through different family members I've seen that peer pressure can just destroy your life if you let it destroy your life because there is good peer pressure and there is bad peer pressure i'm talking about the bad side of peer pressure you know people always say oh i want to do this i want to do that but do you actually ask them why is it for you or is it to impress somebody else you know so my senior year, I had to stop being friends with many people because they were really caring about what they could get from me. And honestly, I'm glad that I am not friends with them anymore because I see several years later how they are living their lives. And I know if I followed that path, I will be in the same position. And you know what? For several years, I wasn't living. I was just existing, you know? And I was so worried about fitting in. I wasn't paying attention to me and my health. And the doctors couldn't tell me what was wrong. 
in the year of 2012, I decided to go to Howard University. And people asked me, why would you go all the way to Howard when you live in Canada? Honestly, it was always my dream to go to Howard University and to get a degree. And with this COVID-19 thing, it kind of prevented me from really going down the pathway I really wanted to go. But also, when you when you live life, you have to have different paths. Because if someone tries to block one, you can always go the other way. And I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about things like COVID. You can't just go around it. Because it's going to be there, you know? I wasn't living for me when I was in high school, you know? I was living for others. I was lost, I was depressed, and couldn't figure out why I was still here on the earth. Though I could do many things for myself, I could not live alone. I realized that for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to have assistance in some kind of way. And you know what? Everybody, regardless if you have a health condition or not, gets help. But in my situation, I really couldn't. I can't live by myself. I can be in the house by myself for days at a time. But and I realized that my recovery days are longer. And that's why right now I am unable to work. Because in 2012, I got diagnosed with having partial seizures. I was good for many years until last year um actually the year before that 2018 I dealt with some traumatic experiences and people I thought who were on my side clearly weren't and I realized that I had to really decide Am I living for me or am I living for them? And the thing is with life, you have to eliminate toxic people out of your life, toxic situations and toxic environments because it can really have a toll on you. And people who don't have any health conditions can have a health condition suddenly because of the stress and all the traumatic stuff that you go through. So let me get back to my story. I decided to go to Howard University to get my degree. There is where I found out that it's wonderful to be different. I really stood out from the crowd. And you know, sometimes you don't want to, but sometimes it's just automatic. I mean, think about America right now. America is seen as black and white, though there are so many other different cultures and backgrounds there. They still see America as black and white, you know, and you are ignored. If you're a minority, you are ignored until something bad happens that suddenly it's our fault or it's your fault or whoever you are, you know, but it's like. If you compare a situation, like say for say for example, the perfect example of George Floyd. Now, George Floyd died because a white officer 
put his knee on this man's throat. He was bleeding to death. He couldn't breathe, but yet it didn't matter. It didn't matter, and he died. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of that because all over the world, we're, t- we're in the last several weeks, or should I say two months, or whenever it happened, people, it was all over the social media, on the news. And it really hurt to see that. I didn't know who George Floyd was, but when I saw that video, I was like, well, damn. The man says he's calling out for his mom. He can't breathe. The man is bleeding to death. You can't let him up. You don't want to let him up. You're trying to destroy him and kill him. Clearly shows that he's trying to kill him. And it didn't matter. Because he was a white officer. So he got away with whatever he wanted to get away with. And then, I remember seeing... There was another protest that went on, and there's there's a seventy, I think I don't know how, exactly how old how old he was, but he was pushed on the floor by a white officer, and the man hit his head, hit the pavement from his head, like his back faced the pavement. And he started bleeding. Now, they ran to make sure he was good. But with Floyd, George Floyd, they didn't care at all. Let him suffer. And there are many deaths and things that have happened with black people that didn't matter. But yet... It was okay to let them die. So my point is, when you're different, you have to work hard to get justice. To get freedom. To get treated like a human being. And till this day, every time I turn that TV on, I can remember... George Floyd and I pray for their family and for other families who have lost a family member or family members to police brutality so let's change into something more positive and more more um, directed to my personal experience um when i decided to go to howard university that was the best choice i have ever made when i went to howard university it taught me how to love me that university taught me how to love me how to appreciate my black skin how to love and embrace my black skin how to love my natural hair my skin my accent, my name, my history, my ancestors, everything that had to do with me. And I was forced to see things that I didn't want to see, but it helped me to 
heal from past experiences that I no longer bring with me in life. Because life goes on. Though things happen to you, that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. You have to admit, accept, get counseling or help that you need and release it. I got the medical assistance that I needed when I went to Howard University. I fully accepted myself and how God made me. I found and explored my gifts of art, my singing, my presentation skills, my communication skills, my leadership skills. Singing in the Howard Choir was the most amazing thing I've ever had to do with my voice. Tied with singing for Miss Lily from Sickle Cell Association of Ontario. She is the founder and I suggest that you look her up. I know she has a book out and um, you can definitely look up Sickle Cell Association of Ontario. They have support groups. They have everything that you need if you have sickle cell or know anyone who has sickle cell. And even those who have sickle cell trait or if you are um, married or maybe you have a child who has it, they give you all the information that you need. Um, you can go Google it. Um, and let me just say that being part of that organization and being a member has definitely changed my life for the better. And um, I will get back to my, my list here. Um, being different and being at Howard University, I started things I never thought I could. For example, this podcast. I always wanted to be a talk show host. But you know that requires money and time and space, which I don't have the space because you need like cameras and producers and executive producers and makeup crews and all of that but it's amazing how I can sit here and make a podcast that will help to change people's lives and to comfort people and to inform people about different things and I can do it right from where I am And with Howard, I made lifetime friends that became my family and are still my family. Yes, they are at a distance because we're in different countries right now. But thank God for social media. I can contact them. I can speak to them on the phone. I can send them pictures. And they'll always be my family. Always make sure I call them up and sing happy birthday to them. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Easter, Thanksgiving, all of that. And it's funny how as I see myself, though I live in Canada, I see myself as an American. I have strong American blood in me. And let me tell you this, if it wasn't for Trump being president... And my health situation, I would definitely be living in 
the United States. Oh, let's not forget um, COVID-19. I have a very weak system. So where I am right now is where I'm going to be until God pushes me somewhere else. Um, at Harvard University, I experienced the most amazing thing. When I first got to Howard, I remember I was nervous. I was scared because I went on the mega bus and said, yo, I'm getting my degree. I don't care what anyone says. I'm leaving. Goodbye. And I left for four and a half years. I came back during Christmas holidays and during the summer. But I was living there for a very long time. I had to embrace the city that I was born in. And when I got to Howard University, I remember meeting the manager of my um, dorm, which was Slow Hall. And Mr. Hobson was the most amazing person to me, including Xavier and the rest of my friends there that I've made. But I remember he was my first contact when I got to Howard University. And as I was moving my suitcases up the stairs, I remember I sat in the lobby and I said, I'm just going to rest here for a minute and catch my breath. And he's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Because Slow Hall didn't have elevators and I lived on the third floor. So it was a lot for me to carry up by myself. And... um he said to me, you're different. And I was like, yeah, okay, so what? I didn't say it like that, but I was like, oh man, here we go again with the you're different. And you know what? He said, no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I was like, yeah, okay, how is that good? And then, because um, I was trying to be low-key, just go in there, get my degree, don't party, don't do nothing, just sit at home. He's like, no, you're not going to stay in your room all day long. And I'm like, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm like, I did that in Canada. And he's like, well, this is not Canada. You're going to mingle. You're going to make new friends. You'll be fine. Don't worry. He's like, if you need anything, let me know. And I'm like, okay, cool. And as he was saying that I was different, I was like, what do you mean I'm different? I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. And I was like, all right. I'm like, I'm different, huh? And I asked him, so why am I so different? And he said to me, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Canada. And he's like, but you got an American accent. And I'm like, yeah, no, I do. I have a lot of family down here. And I told him I was there to get my degree. And he's like, so what degree are you getting? And I'm like, uh, communications. And he really helped me to adjust there. And so did Xavier, which was the RA. And I remember my first night there. And I would sit in the corner and I would study. And he's like, come on, come over here and play some video games with us. I think it was Saturday night, so it wasn't really 
studying day for us. And it was Saturday night, not Saturday morning, right? And I hung out with him and I made a lot of friends. Um, wow, I made a lot of friends there. And um, it was amazing. Um, I have a long list of friends, but I don't want to say all their names on the podcast if they don't feel comfortable with me. But if you're listening to this podcast and you want me to say your name, I will definitely talk more about my Howard experiences later on in the podcast. So basically, after like two or three months, Mr. Hobson said, you know what? you're authentic and I'm like okay what does that mean (laughs) like I knew what it meant but coming from a male you always ask (laughs) I would always ask right and he said you're so real you just you're just so helpful with everybody and I'm like yeah that's what you're supposed to do and he's like yeah well a lot of people around here are not that helpful and I'm like well I mean God put me here to help right and he's like wow you're so you're so uplifting you just smile and everything and I'm like yeah aren't I supposed to smile aren't like because I'm wondering okay what I'm doing is normal and he's like well a lot of people here don't smile like that especially if they're new to the building and stuff I'm like wow okay thank you right and um he also told me about um, I think work study, I eventually got work study at, um, Slow Hall, and I really enjoyed working there. I did, I was in charge of, um, Green Team, which is a recycling program that they had on campus, and, um, I worked with Wesley Foundation at Howard University. I helped with their Facebook page, um, I helped with their administration and hospitality, and, um, I remember Mr. McDougal, um, who was a father figure to me, he said, um, I want to hire you for vice president of green team. And I'm like, I'm sorry, sir, but I'm graduating next semester. And he's like, wow, really? And I'm like, yeah, I only have one semester left, but I couldn't take it because I had, I think I had to take six or seven subjects and it was too much of a load to actually, um, add on another job on top of an internship and um, a part-time job as well so it would be too much for me but he was very understanding like everybody knew about my condition everyone was so helpful and that's one thing too like not everybody is always so helpful when you have a condition and that's why I said in the very beginning that I had to learn how to be by myself learn how to learn I had to inform myself. I had to really um, figure out my limits and my um, and things that would trigger. Um, Over the years, it's like every five years, certain triggers will disappear and certain triggers will appear. Like just like a woman's body, every ten years something is changing. So um, also, what makes me different is that. I have epilepsy. Um, I've I've been through um, a lot of abuse. I've been bullied, um, but clearly that hasn't stopped me. I've been bullied all over in school. I've been bullied in high school. I was bullied at Howard University as well. 
there was a few people that tried to, let's just say, put their hands where it wasn't supposed to go. And um, I dealt with that with a very mature um, outlook of it. But I handled my business because I know how to handle myself. Um, People see me as patient and understanding, as you can see. Um, Like I said in the beginning, when you're different, and I'm talking like every single person listening right now is different, you learn how to deal with things according to your lifestyle and what you deal with. And everybody in this room or listening to this podcast is different. And you have different challenges. You have different things you have to deal with. But just know this. Just because you're different, that doesn't mean you can't do what you have to do for you. That's what I really learned. Because in my family, with my immediate family, I'm the only one with a condition that will prevent you from doing things that you want to do because the epilepsy will stop you sometimes. Say, for example, you want to go out, want to go to a party. And I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about in the past because clearly parties is a big no-no with COVID-19 going around. But yeah, many a day I had to stay home because I wasn't feeling good. And I could already feel the symptoms coming on. And funny thing is, I knew, for years, I knew I was having seizures. But I had a, I had a hard time controlling it because I didn't know what was triggering it. And then I realized a lot of it has to do with what we eat, um, the stress that's around us. Um, weather changes is a huge thing with people who have epilepsy. Um, caffeine. Soy, MSG, estrogen, things that give you low blood pressure. Um, Low low blood pressure is just as bad as high blood pressure, regardless of what age you are. And uh, I know I'm different because of the way I deal with things, the way I speak to my friends. A lot of my friends say, you sound like a psychologist, Gloria. Like, do you have to analyze everything? And I'm like... You did call me to analyze this for you, didn't you? So that's what I'm doing, you know? So, um, also, and I'm also dedicated to helping others and praying for others and using my art to help others. And people always ask me, why are you the way that you are? Let's just say that God has given me my spiritual gifts and I'm using them to help others. I'm not saying I don't get frustrated. I do. I get frustrated. But you know what I say to myself? Get over it. Move on. Get over it and move on. Don't hold on to grudges. Learn how to forgive people. Learn how to speak to people that make you angry. Let them know one time how you feel about it. And if they still want to act the way they are, just leave them alone. Because not everybody wants to see you do good. And that's the truth. Not everybody is nice. Not everybody is kind. 
not everybody is on your side. But you have to leave those people and move on. You really have to move on. And you know, you can't run you can't run from fear. You have to face it, solve it and move on. Um now that leads to my my church experiences. My church experiences was an amazing like I've been to a lot of churches, let me tell you. I've been to a lot of churches. And I've seen the Canadian churches versus the American churches. And there are so many things that I've learned from both. I've learned how to love myself. I've learned how to love others. I've learned how to accept everyone's weaknesses and strengths. And I learned that everybody is different and that's okay. Like I said in the first episode, it's okay to be different. And when you are with somebody, as a friend, as a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, even just a sibling or your boss or whatever, everybody learns at a different pace. Everyone deals with trauma and stress in a different way. Not everybody is emotional available. What do I mean by that? Emotionally available. Meaning, they are able to express themselves they are able to know when they're feeling sad and how to handle it know how to feel happy and and how to deal with it you have to learn that everybody has their strengths their weaknesses their traumas their experiences that sometimes they want to hide but when you deep dig deep down into someone's life and sometimes they don't want to share it with you that's okay too because maybe they're not ready to deal with it but just know this being different doesn't stop you it doesn't stop you and I'm proof of that I'm still here God is not finished with me yet Though we have this COVID-19 thing going around, people need to use this time to be productive, to use this time to clean your lives, clean the clutter, clean out the clutter. And also with being different, God made us all different. And that's great. We think about this. When you go to the store and you pick out, let me see, let's just say, hmm, what can I say? Like you pick out fruits. Your mama says, I want you to go to the store and buy me some fruits. They all are different, but they all are unique and they taste delicious, don't they? They taste good. You can make them with anything you want to make them. It's just like humans. If you go into a room, your mom says, maybe it's kindergarten time. It's your first year. You go to your room with several students, several different races, several different colors, skin, shades, um, 
males and females. And your mom says, go pick two or three friends. A child doesn't care about what color skin you are. Doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy. They go in there and pick. And it's just like when I was little. I remember my dad used to take me to Toys R Us. And he said to me and my sister and my brother, okay, go pick a toy. I would always head for the doll section. I would always head for the teddy bear section. And then, dad said, okay, go pick a teddy bear. I picked the brown teddy bear. Because we think all bears are brown. Not all bears are brown. Some are white, some are gray. Some are black in real life. And then when you go to the toy store as a child, you say, hold on. I didn't know a bear could be purple, blue, yellow, red, orange. It's the same thing with life. We are all different. But you need to do what's best for you. All right? So thank you for joining me today on Resurrected for a Reason. I will put my links in the descriptive box and just know you can follow me on spotify breaker Castbox, google podcast anchor.fm and i will put my twitter and my instagram and facebook pages in the descriptive box for you to follow and if you feel that this episode can help somebody please feel free to send it to them because i'm here to change lives I'm here to be productive. I'm here to teach what God has taught to love everyone. And if I have to do it on my podcast because I can't reach people physically, that's what I'm going to do. All right, y'all. So y'all go ahead and register on Anchor so that any and every episode that I do, it will go right to you. Okay. And just know this, God is always on time. God loves us all regardless of what we did. And it's never too late to change the way you are doing things. If you want to change it, you change it. Don't wait for someone else to change it for you. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. To give me a chance to do all the things that I have to do. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking of you. To give me a chance to do all the things that I have to do. All right, y'all, this is Resurrected for a Reason with Gloria Pickersgill, and you can also call me Gloria TP5.